Hey, this is Sophie with Rollshare. Today we introduce you to serial job sharers Rhiannon Clopperton and Lisa Watch. They are co-directors of communications and external affairs, managing a team together, and reporting into the CEO at Kinship, a charity for kinship carers to children. Lisa and Rihanna, and it's so nice to have you both here. Last time we spoke, you had just interviewed for a new job as role sharers. So you were second time role sharers together. And now you're three time serial role sharers. So you've interviewed twice for a job together. So could you tell me a little bit about how this most recent job interview loop was in comparison to your last interview loop together? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Yeah, three jobs in. So um, I think that the kind of the thing about this interview, I think for us is that we had quite a lot of confidence from the last one. So I think we actually were able to focus a lot more in terms of prep on um, kind of thinking more substantively about the role and a bit less actually about selling the job share. I think that we felt just we had that extra bit of confidence that, you know, this is kind of our setup and we feel really confident in it. Um, and we we need to sort of do less to kind of sell that aspect of the role. Um, and actually, I'd say the interview wasn't hugely different from what I recall. It all passed in a bit of a blur. But I think I think actually there was less discussion about our job share. Um, and I think one of the things that was really nice is that there almost just seemed to be sort of a, a given that it worked <laughs> and we had it under control. Um, which hopefully in the sort of five, six months we've been here in this role at Kinship, we've, uh, we've kind of proved. Yeah, I think, I think also um, rather than sort of feeling that we needed to sell the benefits of the job share, which we might have done kind of earlier on in our partnership, I think that we're confident about the kind of value to the organisation and the benefits of the job share that, you know, we, that, that we can talk about that really fluently and really convincingly. So I think, yeah, we are now in a place where um, it, rather than sort of making the case for it, we feel as though, yeah, we're selling, we're able to sell a really strong offer. Um, and obviously an organisation has to kind of be open-minded about it in the first place. And we were really lucky that Kinship really were. And I think if anything, the reason why the job share wasn't talked about too much in the interview was because they wanted to, you know, they'd accepted they were, they were open to a job share by taking us through the process and they didn't want to spend the interview time talking about that. They wanted to um, make sure they were hearing from us about how we met the, 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 the demands of the role. Really interesting. And do you have any insight on whether or not the two of you as a pair were um, being interviewed along with other folks who perhaps were individual contributors and how do you have any sort of um, background information on how, how that was for the hiring managers or the organization? We haven't heard about sort of how we performed in comparison to others. They, they, they were interviewing other candidates as well. I think you were you were hired, so <laughs> we were hired. And I think that the feedback what, what came across from us is that you know what they were going to get from us was you know the, the combination of skill set, the combination of experience, the 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 combination the the energy, um, the enjoyment that we clearly have of working together, um, and so all of that that stuff I think is just you know they recognize the added value and probably for another candidate competing on their own there's a lot of stuff that comes in the mix of a partnership a clearly happy successful partnership that's able to talk about the impact it's had which um speaks for itself 
Absolutely. And so what is the role that you're both sharing today? Uh, so uh, our role now is we're um, Director of Communications and External Affairs for Kinship, which is the national charity for kinship carers. Um, so it's quite similar to our previous role, um, but it's in a bigger organisation um, and, you know, everything that comes with that, bigger teams, bigger budgets, um, kind of a, a, an enhanced sort of portfolio. Um, but for us, it's really exciting and um, we've already sort of built, you know, started to build certainly a, a really brilliant team. We've got a few more posts to recruit to. And actually one of the things that's been nice is that as part of that recruitment, um, you know, we had one candidate feedback that actually part of the appeal of the role was working for a job share. And she found that really inspiring. And the idea to sort of, you know, in, in quite an early stage in her career, learn from two experienced directors rather than one was a huge bonus. So, um, yeah, that was that was just, you know, really lovely to hear. Absolutely. And let me just sort of double click on that. One of the questions that we get really often is around this question. Exactly. How do two people manage a team? Who do they report to? How have you guys done it? So what we do is that we have um, every member of the team has kind of one formal line manager who they have their kind of one to ones, regular catch ups with. But in the part of the week where they're not working, the other one of us is the de facto line manager. So essentially across the week, they um, we support every member of the team in exactly the same way, regardless of which one of it, us it is. What that obviously requires is detailed handover between us. So like our commitment to the team and to any colleagues internally or externally who we work with is that if they've had a conversation with one of us, they're not going to have to repeat that. And so the team, um, yeah, like the team are always feeding back that that's the experience they have. Um, so they just interact with us. We, we make sure that every email, every team's message, we're both copied into and the conversation just carries on. So whether it's online or offline, the conversation just carries on regardless of which one of it is. When it comes to kind of um, objective setting, reviews, appraisals, all that kind of thing, we do it together. Um, but for the kind of regular, more regular one-to-ones, it will just be whichever one is their formal line manager. Um, and it works well. And as Rhiannon said, like the feedback is from, from, from people we manage that they get two perspectives on stuff. They just get loads of support across the week, um, loads of energy across the week. I think the only one thing I'd say that is worth kind of being conscious of as a job share is that a dynamic of two to one is obviously very different from a dynamic of one to one. So as I said, we do the kind of formal reviews and all of that stuff together. And, um, and generally, we've been lucky like our staff generally the people we manage are great we're always very positive conversations but where there is any need for any more of a sort of slightly more challenging conversation then you, I think it's important just be really conscious of that that two to one dynamic and how that might make someone feel right absolutely um and just let's go a little bit deeper on the management piece one of the things that we often get asked is around this perception this notion that if you are a manager, so your 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 manager, um, the person that oversees you, who who are, well, what is the title of the person that looks over? Uh, so our manager is the CEO. So the CEO. How does the manager? Um, how does the CEO manage a job share? There's usually this um, perception that it's more work. 
for the manager. You guys are sharing jobs yourself. You're managing people. What, how would you answer that question? Well, isn't it more work for your manager if he has two people now to look into? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think in some ways, actually, it's a lot less work. Um, and I think part of that is because sort of with Lisa and I, we, there's, I think with any job share at any level, there's sort of an inbuilt layer of accountability that you don't get in any other role. Um, and um, there's also that sort of sounding board and, and there's a level of quality assurance. So anything that we take to our manager as the CEO, you know, it's already, if Lisa's sort of drafted something, it's already been reviewed, scrutinized by me and the other way around. So I think the quality actually means there's sort of less management involved. In terms of the sort of operational management, um, like at the moment, Lisa and I, we're still relatively new to the role. We have a sort of a short joint weekly one-to-one um, -one with our CEO as our, our manager. Um, and I think ultimately it comes back to the sort of the really good handover. So actually on an operational level, our CEO knows that she can have a detailed conversation with me about something on a Monday and she can pick up with it with Lisa about it at 10 o'clock on a Thursday morning and Lisa will be able to pick up um, exactly where I left off or I will have moved things on on Tuesday and Wednesday, handed it over to Lisa, she'll be able to pick it up. So I think like that the kind of the handover between Lisa and I is that is the really key thing to management. Um, and, I, and I think actually, you know, I'd say the other thing is we, we just get a lot done. Um, I think, you know, Lisa comes in on Wednesday with heaps of energy um, at the point where I'm probably starting to, you know, starting to feel like I need that extra cup of coffee. Um, Lisa comes in with a lot more energy um, and she's able to then kind of really move stuff forward. So actually, you know, I'd hope from a manager's perspective that, um, that the kind of levels of productivity um, are much higher and the same with kind of being able to motivate the team and then, you know, what is coming up from them as well. Um, so yeah, I'd certainly sort of say, I think, I think every, the thing that's, you know, we find every job share does things differently. So that might, mm -hmm. that might not work for every job share, but certainly, you know, I do think that, um, it doesn't, I think seeing a role share as sort of a burden from a manager, managerial point of view. It's a mindset, it's a, it's a mindset, mindset piece because you and so many others that I've interviewed, um, it's the same story in managers that I've interviewed who've managed job sharers. They always say that job sharers were the top performers on their teams. Um, but it is definitely more of a mindset thing that I think people are not used to this idea of having one job, two people in it. They just see sort of the extra one-to-one -one or they see the extra performance review they have to write. But in reality, like you said, that one-to-one -one accountability that you guys have to each other, uh, the way I like to say it, it's like cleaning house before guest arrives. And, you know, in essence, you're keeping everything tidy the whole week or your work week, your three days usually before you hand it off to Lisa. Right. Um, and then she takes it over, keeps everything really in check, hands it off to you and you're keeping the communication going. So really appreciate that. Now, another really common question. I think people get the benefits of job sharing from a talent perspective. When we start to talk about the benefits from a company perspective, they, they, it clocks, they get it. Okay, more business continuity, more experience, um, plug the gaps in the skills, um, knowledge transfer, um, the ability to, um, to learn and like coach each other. Like there's so many incredible benefits, right? And also, by the way, um, reducing the gender seniority gap and those other really important benefits as well. 
Um, then it comes down to, okay, great, I get it. But how do you actually do it? How do you actually share the job? Like, do you need special tools to actually share the job? I'd I mean, I have my answer for this, but I'd love to know what you guys would say to that. So how do you actually do it? Come on, like, people are going to get confused. You know, like, how do you make sure people are in the clear? I hate those questions, by the way, but it's what people ask. Yeah. So I think in, in all the organizations where we where job shared, like we were the kind of pioneers. So there hasn't been any kind of toolkit handed down to us or, or particularly any sort of tips or advice or anything. So it has been a very organic process of how we do it. I'd say there, are, there aren't any sort of magical tools or anything that we use. The, the first and foremost, it's about amazing communications. So it means that like right across the week, alongside the work you're doing, you have to be constantly mindful of like how you're going to report back, like how you're going to share what's happened, what you've done, what's happened. Um, and so um, in practical terms, like it's almost like a running commentary. It's almost like an ongoing diary of my life, it's like a journal. So almost like while I'm doing anything, any work, whether it's in a meeting or conversation or actual work that I'm doing, I'm also sort of keeping a, a note of, of, of the fact that I'm doing it so that I can remember this is how we are in um and then and then lots of lots of time and lots of effort goes into the handover and I think that's the bit when, when people come to me for advice on, on role sharing that's the bit I say to them like it's easy to underestimate how much time and how much work has to go into that because if you think about you know it might be a tiny passing conversation you don't think it's particularly significant that you've had with someone and then they raise it three weeks later and then Rhiannon's blindsided because she doesn't know and then it makes it look like the job share isn't isn't seamless and so um, what we we've got into a kind of role of um, a way of working of working out like which things we are, are best to do a quick note of which things we need to like talk about which which things are quicker just to talk about um, rather than spending hours writing a note um, and then we have like um, on a Wednesday morning we like have handover time together Rihanna will think in advance about which things she's going to note to me which things we're gonna, we need to talk about and then we will alternate like on a Friday afternoon and a, and a Monday morning. So it eats into like um, both of our non-working days. We'll do a call as well. And then I'll do a handover note on a Friday. So there's no, yeah, as I said, there's no sort of like magical, um, uh, uh, you know, tool or system that we've got. But it is, I think, over time, just like get, just getting a good feel of um, how to make sure that we're really capturing everything and how to most efficiently do that right it sounds like communication as you said but also being succinct and timely in reporting and recording important moments because we forget I have two children <laughs> I work full-time I forget unless I sort of like make note of it right away um, and then and, and then, then we do increasingly we use kind of project management tools so that you know you don't need we don't need to tell each other everything because you'll just be able to go into the project plan or whatever and see what do you guys use out of curiosity what's the tool you use we use Asana um with our team um, yeah. our team is very new so all of these processes systems quite new and then um we've got sort of social social content planning tools um so yeah, we, we, it's, it's that process sort of embedding them for the team, embedding them for us. And I think that, yeah, that, that will make being across sort of projects a team that are working on a lot easier um, for um, 
but yeah we're open we're open to um <laughs> we're open to finding out more so maybe no I mean that that makes sense to me and this is when people ask me the question my, my answer oftentimes is listen people who are sharing a job um, there might be some small amendments to the way you're working today with your distributed team remotely across different time zones but they're using the same tools um slack asana yeah. um zoom maybe calendly or joint calendar um, things of that nature, like technology today has progressed so much that I think the how piece, as you say, is is what people sort of get stuck on, but it's actually sort of the easy part. The hard part, I would say, is the, the, the starting bit, like how you guys initially decided to work together, getting into your groove, like your principles of operation, right? And like um, respecting those, I would imagine, are the, the more important bits, right? Yeah, totally. I think I think like the sort of the operational bits and they're they're the bits that I think can be refined over time. They're the things that from one organization to another might kind of you might want to change them up. Um, you know, absolutely. I think I think that if you have the foundations of a really solid partnership where you trust each other and you have those sort of shared values. Um, and, and you can be honest with each other and that's, and, you know, we always sort of talk about sort of shared credit and shared responsibility and that, you know, we can kind of celebrate um, sort of jointly the big wins, but we also kind of, you know, if we one of us drops a ball, we jointly take responsibility for that. And I think if you get all of that sorted, you know, the rest of it, like you say, you can sort of refine that over time and dial it up and dial it down according to, to your needs. But it, it, those foundations are the absolute kind of key thing to getting everything right. Now, another thing that I think people might be curious about, so you're both directors of comms. Um, are there certain types of roles that you think are better suited to job sharing? We get that question very often as well. I mean, I would say, I don't think director of comms is, is a role that, you know, is, is particularly easy for a job share because the nature of things, it moves on quickly. We can't sort of segment bits and say, well, you, you look after that and move on again next week. Across everything we're doing on the sort of political policy um, side of things through to the sort of media side of things, we both need to be across the detail of everything all the time. So I'd say if you if, if it can work in this sort of role, it can work probably in any role. I love that. That's very powerful. <laughs> it comes down to you, ultimately. Um, I think if it's the right people in the role and the right mindset, as you said, Rhiannon, the right values, um, the trust, then you make it work and you figure it out. Um, one of the things that obviously we would love to see more of uh, stories like yours. Um, there's so many people out there who are leaving jobs. You heard what's happening now with the great resignation, the boom of the creator economy. Companies are scrambling to retain and attract talent, doing anything short of like, you know, from hybrid distributed teams to like letting people work from trees and do yoga at the same time, right? Um, so when you think about people today who are not really wanting to leave, but they just want more flexibility and they're thinking about this being a good solution for them in the role that they love, how would you recommend that they approach this? Because there's friction, right? There's friction in the process. They'd have to maybe get their manager to approve it then their manager would have to go and pitch it to HR. Any advice? So, I mean, I, th I think my two biggest pieces of advice would be, firstly, 
you know, it's a bit of a hearts and minds thing, but I think what we found is the more that you kind of almost approach your job share as something that needs to be mitigated against or apologised for, the more people will see it that way. So I think from the outset, if someone is considering a job share, um, talk it up, talk about it for all of its brilliant benefits. And by doing that, you do do the mitigation piece. But I think, you know, I think that's really key in terms of that mindset starting out about this is about a positive development. It's positive because it's about retention. It's about a workforce's well-being. It's about all of the benefits about sort of bringing two minds, two sets of experience to the table. And then I think pragmatically, um, you know, thinking back to when I first proposed a job share um, in, our, in my sort of first role at Sport England where Lisa came on board, um, you know, I put together a business case. I spoke to some other job sharers. So there's job share couple at Age UK who were really generous with their time, talking me through how they'd set up their job share. And that's something Lisa and I are really happy to do with other sort of aspiring job sharers. And I know there are other brilliant job sharers out there too who are also happy to do that. Um, and then I think, you know, being really, really clear about sort of how it would work. I remember I pitched everything, like the, the, the level of detail to like, you know, double-sided business cards. <laughs> but, and I think it's showing that you've thought about everything um, and, and, and showing a commitment to work. And I think, I think ultimately, you know, a lot more organisations are getting into the place where they want to see those benefits and they're, they're open to seeing them. Um, but I think it's about, you know, really kind of setting out clearly, not just the sort of, I guess the, the benefits of the company overall, but sort of being able to articulate really clearly on an operational level, how you would make something work. Um, so I think it's not leaving people with any doubt in their mind that they can kind of fill with, with I guess, um, any of those sort of notions about a job share being more work or, you know, all of those myths that hopefully we've debunked today. Right. So exactly going back to the conversation a little bit earlier where we said it's really sort of setting that foundation and um, painting the clear picture of how to work your joint, how you would operationalize your joint principles. Um, would you recommend that somebody who's thinking about um, doing their job on a fractional basis in a large company in the form of a job share because it needs to be full time, come in with some candidates already potentially that they could present? Or would you sort of position, pitch this concept of job sharing first and then say, could we help find somebody to share the job with me? What would be your preference if you had to think about it? I think, I think it depends on the situation. Like if you are in a situation where you're able to find like, like suitable candidates, then I think that it's, it's easier for an employer to sort of make a judgment about whether they think it's going to work so if you're in a position where you can do that but it's probably like chicken plug in. plug a plug for roll share right here Go yeah on. exactly <laughs> um like most people probably need to get the organization to agree to it before they're in a position to be able to go out and source those people but i would say that the ideal would be to to, to be able to approach um an employer with a partnership you know a prospective partnership because it's only then that they can really get their head around whether they think that that will work right absolutely and that was Rhiannon Copperton and Lisa Watch co-directors of communications and external affairs at Kinship you heard Lisa if their role can be shared any job can be shared I'm Sophie Smallwood co-founder of Rollshare 
Thanks for listening and spreading the word about the value Rollshare can bring to people and companies.